to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance. This is episode 66, and I'm going to be talking about journaling. I'm going to talk about Gina Carano. I'm going to talk about the books I read. I'm going to talk about the film Mephisto. I'm going to talk about WandaVision. I'm going to talk a lot about politics. And we'll end with a quote. So stay tuned. Well, let's talk a little bit about journaling. It's something I think a lot of people should do and a lot of people aren't doing. One, not just because I think it's good to remember things that you may not remember, but it's just good to jog your mind. And I'm not somebody who's strict about how they journal. It could be about anything. Sometimes I'll talk about WandaVision in my journal. I'll talk about, you know, life. I'll talk about a restaurant. I'll talk about anything I want. I try to relate it to the day so that at least it has something there with that. But you don't have to do that. That's just something that I, I find myself doing. I also like to write at the top, I am enough five times. That's a credit to Marissa Pierce, who's a wonderful uh, teacher. And I recommend you check out Marissa Pierce. Um, and then I, I like to write what I'm thankful for as well. So it's kind of like a thankful thing. And it's something to talk about just, you know, things going on. You know, I might talk about politics. I might be talking that. And you can just be brutally honest. You don't have to worry about someone else reading it because it's just for you. So I think it's great. I think it's good to, you know, journal because, you know, it, it helps you to remember things, to gain your mind. Um, when my grandmother had Alzheimer's, I recommended to them, get her a journal and let her write. Let her write about, you know, her experience. I think the more you use your mind, the less chance there is for things like that to happen. I think if we can continue to try and find new ways to learn or write or think, we uh, decrease our chances of having such a disease. Now, some people will say, well, it's hereditary, it's this, there's nothing I could do. I don't believe like that. I think that there's a lot of things you could do to prevent it. But that's just me. So I recommend journaling. I think it's one of the best things you can do, especially as you get older. And just to, you know, keep, you know, having fun with it. So let's talk a little bit about Gina Carano. <sighs> Poor Gina. I mean, this is an unfortunate situation. I really love Gina Carano. I enjoyed her in MMA. I mean, her fight against Cyborg. I mean, a lot of people see that as the fight that... Um, really solidified MMA, women's MMA, women's mixed martial arts, especially, you know, when it, it laid the groundwork for Ronda Rousey to come out and really make a name of herself in strike force as well as in UFC, but that's beside the point. Then she kind of became an actor, and she was great in the uh, Steven Soderbergh film, um, the film escapes me, but Michael Fassbender was in it. 
and um, a lot of people are were um, were in it. Um, but that's kind of where she kind of um, made her mark there, because Steven Soderbergh saw her and thought she had a lot of potential. So let me see. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see if we can get it again. There we go. It's a, it's a weird like little name here. I mean, very few people have seen this film. Let's see. Wow, I can't even find Haywire. Haywire is the name of the film. And uh, she was really good in that. And she was also good in the first Deadpool. I, I just think she's a, a wonderful actress. But unfortunately, she made the mistake. And I don't think this is anti-Semitic. I think that's where um, the mob kind of gets it wrong. She wasn't anti-Semitic, but she was very... In, un, um, not sympathetic and I think it's a mistake to compare being a Republican to Nazi Germany I think they're two two completely different things I mean yes you could say cancel culture is out of control but there's no way it's anywhere what Nazi Germany was where you couldn't say anything at least you have the right to say something and to compare you know Jews being in in Nazi in Nazi Germany to a Republican in this time, those don't mix. I'm sorry, but that's unfortunate. And she talked about how you know she made the mistake about the pronouns um, a while ago. That's kind of where this all started, and Disney wanted her to give a, a, a an apology, and they had written it for her, and she didn't want to do that. So they fire. So she's been warned, and she does this again. And she's upset that she got fired over social media. But it's like you didn't want to play ball. What were they going to do? It's just a matter of time. And she was going to have her own show, and she lost it because of this. Now she feels free, and she feels emboldened to continue doing this. But one of the things she didn't do, and I credit Dave Meltzer for bringing this up, she didn't. Um, she didn't apologize to the people she may have offended. She could have still apologized. So she thinks she's done nothing wrong, and it's just sad and it's unfortunate to see that this is how it's ended with her. But I don't know. Hopefully she'll see maybe the error of her ways. I think she should at least apologize, even if she doesn't agree with anything. Because, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with apologizing. I mean, this is the problem that Jim Cornette had. He didn't want to apologize. I, I don't understand why people don't, can't apologize, you know. It's it's not really bending the knee, as so many people look at it as. I think it's just being nice and being calm and, and being human. And I think that's what we need to be more of, is, is human. So that's what I've got to say about Gina Carano. It's a sad situation. Um, Dana White attacked um, poor... Um, cannot speak and I cannot remember names right now um Ollie no not Ollie Melber that's a somebody completely different um uh, why can't I remember him Ariel Hawani <laughs> I knew I knew it I didn't have to look it up 
just had to jog my memory. Ariel Hawani, you know, wrote about it and wrote about that. And Dana White was rude to him and called him out and said, "Leave Gina Carano." It's like it's not about leaving. Ben Shapiro's now on there, but oh well, it's an unfortunate situation, but that's where we're at. All right, I would like to end with um, a book I read. I only read one book this week. Um, the book I read was um, The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. And it's, I mean, if you haven't read it, I, I recommend reading it. It's a great book about, you know, man versus, you know, nature. You know, man, you know, dealing with the wild. I mean, essentially, it's a man who, you know, catches a fish, and he cannot, you know, bring it on, and he's got to kind of ride the waves with this fish for a long time before he can finally br uh, bring it up. You know, it's, an, it's a real test of strength. And I, there's not a lot of books like that. I mean, there may be, but I think Ernest Hemingway comes from it from a very different angle. So I recommend reading that. Um, not a lot about that. Um, I'm reading The Outsiders. Right now I'm at a point in um, my speed reading where you know I'm learning different w reading methods or, or ways to look at things where like you underline the word and then you do three circles down, three lines, and then you go up. And then you do one where you go down and you do... So I have to read simpler books right now while I'm using this um, technique. But I can see how it's going to make me a faster reader. I'm already getting up to speeds of 2,000, which I didn't foresee that happening. So hopefully maybe I'll be at 3,000 words per minute. I mean, who would have thought that? But the importance is, you know, just continuing to get better at that. So it was only really one book this week. And um, I, I also read a little bit of Grit with um, um, by um, Angela Duckworth. And I'm going to talk about that more when I finish the book. But I kind of took that and left it on the side because I was like, I don't want to just like casually read this. I want to, you know, read this and understand it. So I'm going to come back to Grit. But it's a great book from what I've read. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the film Mephisto. Let's talk about Mephisto. Now, this is a 1981 film. It's a German film. And it um, comes from director Istvan Savabo. I think I'm butchering that name. It also stars the actor Klaus Marie Brandauer, Christina Janda, and Irinjo Bansagi. And the score is done by Zdenko Tomasi. And this is a lovely film. This is a film that looks at World War II in a different light. It takes place in the Weimar Republic right before the Third Reich takes over. So you have this impending doom throughout the film of the Third Reich and all the stuff that's happening coming over. And there's so many shades to like Donald Trump. And it's such a um, 
amazing film. It's essentially in some ways a retelling of Faust, which ironically the character in it, um, uh, played by Klaus Murray Brandauer, um, Colgan, um, is he is playing Mephisto, but he is essentially Faust in the film. Because what happens is as um, Berlin and Hamburg become more um, taken over by Germany, this actor makes a deal with them for stardom. In some ways, he's making a deal with the devil. In some ways, he's so he's Faust. And it's such a unique, just a unique look at it. I mean, the cinematography is just gorgeous. It won the uh, Academy Award for 1981. It just, I've, you, you've never seen like a, you know, acting portrayed like that. Here's somebody who, who dreams of being the greatest actor, one of the best. And you see the Third Reich take over and he refuses to leave Germany. And he essentially just wants to, you know, act and he essentially sells out people and the ending is so awe-inspiring and thought-provoking and it's such a thought-provoking film overall because I mean he marries somebody just for you know status even though the person that he really loves you know wants to be with him I mean it's really about so many different themes and the look um, the kabuki-like makeup that he wears as Mephisto, which you can see on the um, poster of the film, you know, really, um, and it reminded me of um, uh, Lost Highway and the character of that, which um, like Robert Blake plays in that film. And it's just, I, I found myself just mesmerized. I was like, how did I not know about this film? And Klaus Marie Brandauer is just sublime as the lead character. He just so makes the film sing with what he brings to it. And it's just, it's unlike anything I've seen before. Because, you know, I, I sometimes I get so sick and tired of going back to World War II, but here's a different angle on it. Here's the Weimar Republic, a, a th thriving country, and then you see the Third Reich coming over, and there's a quote in there where he says, I didn't take them seriously. I thought they were, you know, a joke. And then she comes in, uh, his wife comes in and says that they, you know, they said that socialists tried to burn down, um, you know, the Third Reich um, embassy or you know, statue, and that kind of gave Hitler, you know, more power into, you know, Germany. I mean, such um, shades of Trump. Sorry to say it. I don't know how else to say it. Um, this is a part of a, a German trilogy by Istvan, uh, Istvan Zabub, um, and it just um, it just shows, you know, what film can do. Came out April 29th, 1981 in Germany. And actually the the country is actually Hungary. Um, it's based off of the play, the book um, 
by Klaus Mann. It's interesting. Um, the person that this is uh, based off of, um, when he died, Klaus Maria Brandauer did his first show. So that's a little eerie that, you know, one actor dies and another is born. Um, came out in 1981 uh, Cannes Film Festival. It won Best Screenplay there. Just, um, just an amazing film. I mean, it really just... I mean, Hendrik Hofgen. And yes, the actor that he's, he's based off of is Gustav Grungens. And Klaus just... He, just plays with such fire and, and power. This man who's just willing to give his life for his art. He doesn't care what happens as long as he gets to do his work. And he keeps saying the things like, I'm just an actor. What, what, what do they want with me? And you see the Third Reich, you know, really taking over him and making him their... making him their... Their, soul, their source, their, you know, communicator. So he sells his soul. It's so, it's such powerful stuff. I am going to talk about spoilers here, so 10 seconds. Okay. On the ending, when he's just sent out there and it's made to look like he's going to be shot. And they have him running out there, and, and he's in this bright light, and he's going back and forth, and he's like, oh, what do they want with me? And then it ends like that. Now, I assume that he died and was killed, but we don't know. It's left open-ended when the, um, the colonel is just screaming at him, you're the king, you're, you're the true actor now, Mephisto. Mr. Mephisto, you know, and he just is running back and forth as the spotlight is just going. And you think he's going to die in the film, and it just ends there. And I love films that are open-ended like that. Very rarely do you see films, other than independent films, that will end with that open-ended film. You know, you go back like to The Wrestler, um, Darren Aronofsky's film, where you're just like, well, did he die? What happened? So... I recommend this. This is a great film to watch. You can't get better acting than this. You can't get better cinematography than this. You can't get better storytelling than this. I mean, what a unique look at World War II, and I keep repeating that, but I, I have no other way to say it. It's just an amazing film. I don't have much to say about the score. The score is good. It's not um, the most um, enduring score, but it's a good score. Um, the directing is sublime. I'm just, just amazed at how, at this film. It just, wow. Fiery actor in Klaus Brandauer. And just a scary time. And there's parts where you're just fearful. You're just like, what is going to happen? There's a part where he kills his, um, gets his friend killed and they just shoot it from his you know you just see his face and in the background you can see the the um the nazis going march 
and then they shoot him, and there's no blood, but it gets, but when he gets hit, you see the broken heart and feel in his face as he falls down, and it's such a brilliant use of, of filmmaking, and like I said, that ending, wow, can't stop thinking about that, and the way they, um, show him transforming, because at one point he leads the theater, he, he becomes the, um, the runner of the theater in Berlin, and he comes there, and they're like, you don't, don't cross this line again, you are only an actor, and shoes him away, and he's wondering, you know, should I leave, and he's dating a black woman, and he's trying to keep that secret, and even though he's got a wife, who is a socialist, or um, a Bolshevik, as they say in the film. But, great film. Go out and see it. Rent it. Buy it. See this film. Amazing work. And this is part of a trilogy that um, Stevan uh, Savak um, did. I haven't seen those films, but I think I'm going to visit those and see them. Because this was so wonderful. Go see it. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about WandaVision. WandaVision, episode seven. Great episode. This is the episode you've all been waiting for. The answers that you've been... The answers to your questions, essentially. Um, I don't think there's much I can say about this. Um, it, you know, 2000s is the uh, sitcom this time, and this bridges everything together, and I can't wait for next week's episode. So now I'm going to get into spoilers because there's no other way to do this. So you've been warned. Here's 10 seconds. Okay, that was a little more than 10 seconds, but wow. So we found out that Agnes is Agatha Hart, you know, from the Fantastic Four comics. She's been pulling the strings the whole time. M. Agatha Harkness has been doing this the whole time and controlling Wanda. And she's been there since the very beginning. And she says at the end, Oh, and I killed the dog, too. <laughs> so, I don't think she's the big bad, but I think she's part of the person that is um, helping either Nightmare or Mephisto or somebody else control her for reasons. Um, we see that uh, Vision is kind of figuring out, out he meets Darcy, and he takes her mind out of the circus that they're at. And we've got a lot of hints there in the circus. And she um, reveals that um, Vision was killed, and then he was killed again. So more talk about Endgame and Infinity Wars. Um, we have a point where uh, Rambo tries to go inside, and she does go inside, and she has powers now. And she tries to um, convince Wanda, and Wanda's like, no, get out. And... We find out that Pietro, Pietro is created by Agatha Harkness. 
and Agatha has been pulling the strings the whole time. And she, um, essentially at the end of the episode, um, Rambo finds the cellar to where Agatha Harkness is. And before that can happen, Pietro says, you know, catches her. Uh, the commercial this time was like a, a Nexus commercial for um, the bedtime medication, medicine type of thing, which was really cool because they, they made it look just like, you know, a Xamarin kind of commercial, you know, Advil commercial, like take this to feel better here. And Nexus is a big thing in the comic book, so that should be exciting to see that coming. Um, but yeah, really good episode, really bridged everything. Um, the sitcom was like Modern Family, and the opening was Office. So they combined Office and Modern Family, where they're like talking to the camera about certain things. And we see that Agatha Harkness is the one she's talking to the whole time. As I said, is pulling the strings. And the kids are kind of go off with Agatha Harkness. Really good. Agnes is, you know, essentially the villain of this TV show, but I think we'll find another villain later on, but I don't know. But really good stuff. Just, just an amazing episode. It continues to um, just get better and better. And I don't have much more to say than that other than that just keep watching the show I love it I think this is the best way to bring back Marvel the MCU is this series and what a unique take on it and uh, when they reveal that it's Agatha Harkness she has her own like little theme song so it's me all along you know type of little jingle that goes along with it but yeah, so now we know Wanda was controlled the whole time, and I thought so. She's not a bad guy, as a lot of people thought she would be. And uh, Rambo has some powers too, and I think it's she's going to help, and maybe Doctor Strange will be there to show up in the next episode. So I think we've only got two episodes left. We may have a tenth episode. We don't know. So yeah, good stuff. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about politics. I've got a lot to say. Politics. Where are we now? A lot of things have happened here. Um, I'd like to see the stimulus checks get put through, but we don't know yet. We're still waiting to find out. Um, Neera Tandon looks like she will, she might not be confirmed as Joe Manchin. I don't think he's going to con uh, vote for her. And I don't think uh, Bernie Sanders will vote for her. And a lot of Republicans don't want to vote for her. So the sins of the past have kind of cost her this position because it's now iffy if she gets through. Um, I kind of think that's a good sign for the left because she was not a friend to the left. She essentially was for a lot of think tanks that caused a lot of problems. And we shall see. Uh, the other thing that happened, Texas froze over. 
In some ways, you could say hell froze over. No one thought that Texas would freeze. And they had a generator, but essentially they bought a generator that was cheaper, and it couldn't handle it. And pipes are freezing, and people are freezing, and it's just a huge mess. But as I say, if you continue to elect government like Republicans who will cut costs wherever they need to, as well as Democrats who will do the same thing, this is what you get. Continue to ask for the same government, this is what you're going to get, which is sad because people don't deserve this, but this is what they essentially voted for. And the Republicans are blaming technology, even, even though the real solution is really the fact that they bought the cheaper option instead of the more expensive option. And now people are all suffering now, so my heart goes out to them. Hopefully we can get the power back on for them. A uh, sign of times of fleeing, let's talk about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz essentially went to Cancun and he got caught and he blamed his um, kids. His, his, yeah, he blamed his daughter for wanting to go to Cancun. It's just unfortunate. I mean, just be honest. Can you not be a normal human being? Your people are suffering and you run to Cancun. How do you think that's going to look? I don't care if your daughter wanted to go. You should have said, okay, you can go with mom and I'm going to stay here and take care of the, the state that I'm elected to represent. It's just sad. It's really sad. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully Texas can rebound. I don't know what to say. Um, another thing that happened is uh, people believe now, there's a poll that came out that Republicans believe that Biden caused the Capitol riots. And I'm just like, how do you get that? You want to talk about cancel culture? What about conspiracy culture? And that's where we're at right now. There is not a shred of proof or evidence of any of that. But people are just going to believe that. And this is like, there's no truth there. There's no proof of anything. But people just want to believe whatever they want to believe now. Biden did not cause this. This is Donald Trump. This is the Republican. This is the Oath Keepers. This is the Boogaloo Boys. This is the Proud Boys. This is those people. The signs they were holding up were Trump. I mean, a thing came out that apparently um, Chris Jericho's um, wife was at the rallies. Now, he, she didn't take part in the insurrection, but, you know, this doesn't look good. And in fact, people come to grips with this by saying, well, you know, there's, there's blame on both sides. Or no, it's actually the Democrats. No, this is the Republicans. This is Donald Trump. Anyone saying any otherwise is delusional, absolutely delusional. And we are not going to go into conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories have gotten out of control. There are people who don't believe 9-11 happened. Some people believe it's an inside job. People believe Sandy Hook is Like, if you go down this rabbit hole, there is no end to how far that will go. You can find a conspiracy for anything. And this is just unfortunate. And when I see that kind of poll, I'm just like, you're nuts. And it needs to be called out, nuts. 
Now I'm going to say something bad about Biden. Uh, Biden did a town hall on CNN, and he was asked about student debt, and people were asking him to cancel the 50K debt, and he said, I'm not going to do that. Now what he does want to do is make community college uh, free. So I guess that's a step in the right direction, but once again, it's like how he is on health care. He doesn't want to get really do a public option. He still wants to subsidize the insurance companies, and I think that's just unfortunate. But, you know, I, I guess this is somewhat of a win, but, you know, he used the ideas like, I'm not going to pay for college for kids that went to Yale to, you know, pay their $50,000 things. Like, okay, well, then make it um, student debt. Uh, remove that debt for people making a certain amount. It's just unfortunate. They don't want to do anything. They want to do what they want to do. But I guess community college would be a step in the right direction, but it doesn't take care of the debt that's already unbelievably too much for most Americans. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, they say we don't have debtors' prisons. Well, we do. It's called student debt. And if you're gonna, if you have to pay this much to get educated in this country, that's not really a fair trade, as far as I'm concerned. And it just upsets me. And I thought it was um, upsetting to see him mention that. You know, I don't like that. And the other thing that happened is it looks like Mitch McConnell and Trump are going to war, and Trump is going to give his first uh, public speech at CPAC, and. Mike Pence was, did not go, is not going. So I don't know. we got a lot of things happening. Everybody's fighting. And, you know, I'd like to see Biden be, be bigger than this. But he's not. We all knew he was going to be a corporate Democrat. He was not going to be a friend to the left. And he's going to need to be pushed on this. Although, um, what's his name? The head of the Senate basically said that we do need to cancel student debt, so hopefully we can maybe get that. I think that would be a, a step in the right direction. And then if he wants to do community college, fine. If he doesn't want to do public college free, which I think we should do, but he doesn't want to do that. So what can you do? more things change, the more they stay the same. So let's end with a quote. The best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And that was said by Walt Disney. Once again, the best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Walt Disney. It's kind of a through line from a lot of these quotes, but it's saying, you know, stop thinking about it and just do it. You know, like the Nike symbol. Just do it. And I think that's what we need to do more of. Stop thinking, just get out. Don't wait to be motivated. Motivate yourself. Make the motivation happen. But it'll never come. Sometimes, you know, you don't feel like doing it. Make yourself do it. This is just the way things work sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta, you need to push yourself. And that's what he's saying. Don't just dream. Do it. I think it's great to dream. But put it into action. And if you're really insecure with yourself, you'll want to do it. You'll want to get... People say, well, you know, if I had everything I want, I wouldn't do anything. No, you would do more. If you were happy, you would do more. If you were content, you would continue to do more. 
if you really believed in yourself and were happy, you wouldn't stop. People only stop when they don't get what they want, when they're not doing the things that they want to do, when they're stuck. That's what happens. So do things. Do it. The best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And with that, I think we're going to come to a close. I want to thank you for listening. As always, you can reach me at my handle, at Justin Yeltz. And I will see you next time on the D. M. F.